0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to Retrospective Replay, Episode 9, a serialized deep dive into video games. This is Season 2, Metal Gear Solid. My name is Ian. And with me tonight is the man who coined the phrase tactical espionage action. It's Michael. Hello. Hello, Ian. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm solid. <laughs> really good. I mean, I can't complain. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah. I've finished the game. Yeah. But I know we're going to talk about it maybe over the next couple of episodes. But yes. Yeah. We've
0: completed the mission well that's it we've completed the mission and I was hoping to squeeze it into one but there's just so much dialogue that it's not possible and we've missed a couple of weeks of recording so I wrote my notes like three weeks ago so I I hope it comes out okay yeah.
1: well I don't think I think it makes sense to do it in two because we want to have a debrief at the end as well well that's it and to use the parlance from the military exactly
0: and <laughs> we, we need to try and end it on an even number this time To recap, where we left off last week, I think we were in the control room and we just phoned out. No, do you know what
1: Hmm? you you need to do? You need to do like previously on retrospective replay.
0: I know, we should. (laughs) We need someone who's like voice acting, don't we? Previously on retrospective replay. But not me. But yeah, we uh, were in the room in the control room, and the doors closed and the gas came out. We phoned at a con and he opened the doors. And then I believe we saw liquid snake outside, didn't we? And we saved there and that's where we left it. So we resume the control room and we move out the door. And when you move out the door, you just see like a flash of liquid snake, don't you? And he runs right. But he's topless. Why is he topless? He's only wearing a pair of trousers.
1: I want to know exactly why is he topless? Why did he feel the need to, to be like, you know topless is he you know trying to show off his killer abs or something
0: well he does have killer abs to be fair i mean both do don't they both the both the snakes have killer abs
1: well something happens later on again and it's like why but it's the same thing why do you need to be topless it's it's the object, objectification of men it
0: is it is <laughs> but then again they've been objectifying women the entire game as well so it just kind of balances yeah, it out, right? yeah what i did notice was you see him move right but then did you notice he's still on the radar and he just hangs around like in the middle of the outside of the control room and he just stood there. So you can see him on the radar, but he doesn't move, he just waits for you. And then when you move down the stairs, the radar's jammed. But then he actually runs from that spot over to Metal Gear if you get into first person view. okay? And so really all you have to do is chase him. And as soon as you chase him and get close to him, obviously screen fades, we've got into more cutscenes. I mean the whole the next there's probably only about ten minutes of gameplay now and the in the whole rest of the, the next hour and a half is just cutscenes.
1: Yeah, but I think that's something that's been kind of um that's typical of all the Metal Gear series. You know, mm-hmm. people have said well, it's more cutscene than game. Well that's
0: it. I think and, Metal Gear Solid 4 yeah. had like a ninety minute cutscene.
1: something like that. I think Metal Gear Solid 2 as well had a big long cutscene in the middle. Yeah.
0: Sounds about right,
1: but I mean, you know, it's uh, it's part of the story, and it's part of something, you know. It, it it kind of I remember back in I that's what I used to really like that. I liked the kind of the story, and it kind of pulled you in, and you see see what's going on. Then then you go back into the gameplay. So it was as much a, a, a telling a story as it was playing a game, which is something similar to Vagrant Story as well. As I said, you know, back when we were playing that game, the games with the good story is what what keeps you going. Those kind of I, I don't want to have criticism of modern games, but some modern games, it's like they're kind of an afterthought, it's a bit of a kind of a you know, a campaign or whatnot, and it's very kind of rinse and repeat, but the best games have a good story. Yeah. And if that means more cutscenes, well, you know, so be it.
0: No, well, there's more for us to talk about, really. Yeah. This cutscene starts with Snake shouting at Liquid, and he responds with, Did you like my sunglasses? Um, because he was obviously dressed up as Miller. He draws his soul come, with the silence at this time I noticed, so he's obviously put it back on after he shot uh, Sniper Wolf. And then Liquid asks him if he would point a weapon at his own brother. And then Snake asks him why, he was disguising himself, and he is told it was to manipulate him. Liquid tells him that he performed well, but the men at the Pentagon will also be saying the same thing. Snake demands some clarification, and he's told he's a pawn, who follows orders, no questions asked, and he's lost his warrior's pride. All of the objectives that Snake had followed were a mere diversion, and they only wanted the snake to come in contact with the people. This is what killed Kenneth Baker and Decoy Octopus. The Pentagon used him as an insertion method for fox die, and that once everyone was dead, they were going to come in and take Metal Gear. Snake then asks if that meant Naomi was in fact working with the Pentagon, and apparently not, because Liquid says he has a spy inside the Pentagon. The report was that she altered Fox eye before the start of the operation, but nobody knows what she did or how she did it. Now she's under arrest, so they may get the answers. Liquid says it doesn't matter anyway, as he put the vaccine on his list of demands. And he says, well, what does he say then? He says, uh, Snake then asks if there's a vaccine, and Liquid just assumes mm. there is one, doesn't he? Yeah. But, I mean, does it have to be a vaccine? Do you think when they create these sort of viruses, they create a vaccine every single time? um well i think if you create a virus you're gonna if
1: if it's a create if you create a virus you'll create a vaccine for it just in case of i guess you know accidental um infection or infecting somebody by accident i mean uh, i'm just thinking how many viruses are are actually created on purpose
0: probably i don't know probably a lot that never get used i would assume you know it's kind of like nuclear Mm -hmm. warheads right They, they create tens of thousands of them and they never get used
1: there's no vaccine for a nuclear warhead no (laughs) i mean what's the safety mechanism if you accidentally release something into the population the pal codes the pal codes codes,
0: yeah (laughs) deactivate in mid-a yeah no you're right Uh, i don't know i i just don't know if they always create a vaccine i imagine they're probably creating different viruses for germ warfare all the time but whether they create vaccines or not no idea Anyway, Snake says it might not matter because Snake is the vector, but Ocelot and himself have not died yet, and he is not worried because if Snake is unaffected, then he will be unaffected because their genetic code is identical. Himself and Snake are genetic twins who come from a program that used Big Boss's genes, Leon terrible. Terrible. Snake got the dominant genes, while Liquid received the bad genes. Liquid then states he only exists so Snake could be born. However, he was the one that Big Boss chose. Snake then asked him some kind of warped love, but Liquid refutes this, saying that it's hate, and now he'll have his revenge for being called inferior by Big Boss all the time. You know, when he was sort of doing this this line, the guy that plays Liquid is a really good voice actor, isn't he?
1: I think all of the voice actors in this are fantastic.
0: I know we I think we did say Vulcan Raven sounded a bit like a knockoff Arnie when he was in the Sherman tank. But what we didn't talk about, which I was meant to mention, you know, when we fought him the second time, his voice sounded yeah. so much better. Did they change the voice actor? No, no, I just think he was probably you know, that he probably recorded all of his lines in one day, you know? So the chances are he recorded them first you know, the first yeah. battle lines first. And then by the time he like maybe he got into the role a bit more when he recorded the second lot of lines and he just sounded better.
1: Yeah, maybe he got, yeah, I suppose. I I, I don't know what vice acting is like, though. I, I'm assuming they give the actor context.
0: You'd assume so. or They'd hope so.
1: Do they get to see the character? Do they get to see any of the kind of the cutscene stuff? Or are they just saying this is your inspiration or whatnot? This is, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure how vice acting for video games, especially back, what, this was, what, 20 years ago? more what it was like or how it was actually done
0: yeah I'm not sure I'm
1: assuming that the characters were never in a room together either
0: probably not could have been done it could have done it in multiple studios from all, all across the world America or whatever really yeah Liquid refuted saying that he'll have his revenge for being called in fear by Big Boss he says Snake stole Liquid's chance of revenge when he killed Big Boss then Liquid jumps into Metal Gear and tells Snake that his blood will be the first to be spilled by the new Metal Gear he said he should consider it an honor and a gift from his brother. Now, so the the floor starts to raise, doesn't it? And Metal Gear moves up. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is going to like a, to a massive warehouse kind of ground level because we're on the underground maintenance space.
1: Yeah, I think that, yeah.
0: So the screen fades white back in and the floor is still moving up to a warehouse and it stops and snakes in front of Metal Gear. And then there's a, sort of a small introduction thing of it kind of starting up and then we have to fight, don't we? yep and what's the first thing you did did you call anybody
1: um no I didn't I didn't call anybody I had remembered fighting this before yeah I think I knew what how you would do it with the mm-hmm. stinger missiles right and the grenades the shaft grenades to try to stop it targeting you
0: yeah well that's it I um, I did call Ocelot and he says Rex's armor can't be destroyed however the cockpit uses a VR style control system using the sensors on the outside and if Snake destroys the ray dome, the cockpit will open up.
1: I'll stop you there. You said you called um, Ocelot. I don't think Ocelot. you called Ocelot. <laughs> you called Otticon.
0: I called articon You're right, indeed. Otticon. I think they call Ocelot. Yeah, I don't think he would give me that.
1: Hey, who knows? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so as you see, he's um, sting on the chaff grenades. It, it took me quite a while actually because I think I mentioned last week I was low on chaff grenades. Yeah, and because I only had a few, I think I had four or five chaff grenades at the start of this fight. And there's a few draft, like, boxes of chaff grenades lying around, so I had to try and pick them up as well was fighting and it was pretty difficult it took me a couple of attempts anyway to get past it Took two or three to get past this one mm. but there's not much to do is it you just throw throw a shaft grenade you can probably get off two stingers maybe onto the ray dome if you're lucky without getting hit you might mm. get hit but eventually you get its health to down and then it goes into another cutscene it's a bit of a long one now isn't it yeah it is so in the cutscene the ray dome on metal gear explodes and snake asks if that did it and Liquid says, nice try, now die, and goes to crush Snake. But at this point, this is where Grey Fox comes back, and he jumps in, and he holds the foot up, using his exoskeleton for the strength. But now his hand has been replaced, and it's been replaced with a gun. And what I've always thought is that he always reminds me of Mega Man, because he's not got his face mm-hmm. on either. So you can just see his face, like, and then covered with the exoskeleton around his head, his skull. And then his arm's been covered with a gun, and it just totally reminds me of Mega Man.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good analogy or comparison.
0: Snake shouts Fox's name, but then he just says, A name from long ago. It sounds better than Deep Throat. And then it's quite funny because he just says, you look terrible, Snake. You haven't aged well. But this is actually foreshadowing, isn't it, to um, Metal Gear Solid 4, really? Spoilers. Spoilers. I don't think we're going to cover Metal Gear Solid 4. Should should we talk about that and then just give people a spoiler warning if they haven't played it and don't want to know?
1: No, I think maybe we... I don't know. But if people are listening to the podcast and they've never played Metal Gear and they're playing along with it, I don't think we want to really say anything that would...
0: Spoil um, future Metal Gears Spoil it
1: for them, yeah. Future Metal Gears. I mean, you know, I, and and the thing as well, you know, people may Yeah, I I say let's leave it down to people then to go and find out for themselves. Fair enough. as you say, it's foreshadowing, and maybe that would pique people's interest. Oh, what what do they mean? Yeah. And if people if people would like us to play more Metal Gears, yeah, let us know. Yeah,
0: let us know. But I mean, it is. I'm not sure it's intentional foreshadowing, but if it is, that's fantastic because it's like three games in the future, isn't it? yeah so metal gear then tries to crush gray fox but he jumps back and shoots the ray dome with his new weapon and it seems super powerful and destroys it where did he get it from you know and has he chopped his hand off there's so many questions there
1: um don't ask questions <laughs> he's got an invisible exoskeleton yeah
0: <laughs> well now metal Gear's blind and he just starts shooting wildly And Snake, in the meantime, is hid behind, like, loads of boxes or barrels, hasn't he? And then Grey Fox joins him, where they conveniently have a very small conversation. Snake asks why he did it and what Grey Fox wants, and he says he's here to be freed by Snake. Snake tells him that he needs to stop for Naomi's sake, but Grey Fox says that he can't do that, as he was the one who killed her parents. That he was just a young soldier and couldn't bring himself to kill her too. Out of guilt... He brought her along and raised her. He then tells Snake to tell Naomi that he was the one that did it. And he says he's out of time and he has one final present. So he runs off at Metal Gear, but Metal Gear uses like a beam, doesn't it? Like a laser beam and it chops off his other arm, the non-gun arm. And then he jumps up onto the side of the warehouse, but Metal Gear pins him to the wall. But then he shoots once more and the the radome finally explodes in a little bit. And I think it's totally gone now which forces the cockpit to open. And Liquid Snake is in there. And then we'll go to a small section of gameplay where it's basically just so Grey Fox can make a speech, isn't it? You're holding the Stinger missile and, you know, you can can lock onto the cockpit, but it won't shoot every time you shoot. He goes like, I can't do it.
1: Yeah, so it's the idea that they give you a choice that, oh, if you shoot the cockpit, you'll kill Grey Fox as well. But you never have the choice because he won't shoot, even if you press the button. Yeah which um, you, you know in some instances I can see that but it would have been nice to have had the actual choice
0: yeah like if you could just fire and end the game there that'd be cool
1: yeah yeah I mean and then obviously you know it has consequences because you've killed what well, consequences to a certain extent that you've killed gray fox yeah. or whatnot but the fact that it's that gives you a choice but then you don't have the choice I' fair enough but why give people the illusion of having choice. Yeah,
0: that's very true. So before Metal Gear can crush Grey Fox, he has something to tell Snake, and he says they are not the tools of the government, and that fighting is the only thing he was good at, but he always fought for what he believed in. And then he bids Snake farewell, and he's crushed by Metal Gear. And then Metal Gear, I think we mentioned it, it rolls like a dino, I think we mentioned in the past. I mean, the old scene in all the yeah. games... When you think about the mechanics of it roaring like a dino, does that mean that somebody installed big speakers in it and then uploaded some roaring slash dinosaur sounds to it and then put a button in, like dino roar button in the cockpit, so you can press it and it roars?
1: I think so. <laughs> I, I like to think of it, you know that episode of The Simpsons where they got a Triceratops
0: Rex? Yeah. The amazing, the astounding, oh. the unbelievable oh. Triceratops. <laughs> that's what it is yeah i suppose so i mean <laughs> I could, a truck, yeah. i could see why that has you know or could be or it could be like a, a Gobot or a go go Gobot.
1: oh no that's that's the rick and morty quote <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's very japanese though isn't it
0: oh completely i mean giant robots japanese on there like gundam and yeah uh, there's so many others i was never a big fan of them even transformers i think was originally japanese right
1: uh, was it? I think it might be Optimus Prime. He didn't sound like a uh, dinosaur, though. But it is called um, Metal Gear Rex. Well, it is. So maybe, the, maybe the guy who, who made it was like, oh, I'll have a bit of fun of, with this. You know, this is a a weapon of mass destruction. But why can't it also be a bit of a, a weapon of mass
0: fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. But anyway, after it roars, he says that Grey Fox was foolish and was seeking death. And then he taunts Snake by telling him he can't protect him anymore. And we go back to fighting, and it's a rinse and repeat of the last battle. Basically, the exact same yeah. thing, isn't it? But this time, you shoot the cockpit. Then, once you he get its health right down, you go into the cutscenes. Uh, metal Gear is then struggling to walk and starts making some really deep groaning sounds, like metal grinding or something. And then it explodes and it knocks Snake back against the wall. And this is a bit of a nod back to the first boss fight, isn't it? Because it looks pretty much the same as when Ocelot hit the wall when the ninja blew up all the C4. Yeah, yeah. Then he he passes out and he keeps opening his eyes for a couple of seconds just to see Liquid walking at him, getting closer and closer. Eventually... He opens his eyes and Liquid is standing over him as he's basked in a red glow, presumably from a fire nearby, or emergency lighting. Liquid says to him, sleeping late as usual. Snake is shocked to see Liquid alive, but he's told as long as Snake's alive, he won't die.
1: Can I ask again, now Snake is topless?
0: Yeah, yeah, now Snake's topless as well, so Liquid's taking his clothes off him.
1: Why? Why do they both have to be topless?
0: Well... You know, it's like there's a, there's a film, isn't there? Um, Woman in Love, I think that's the one. Yeah, from 1969. Okay. Where two men are fighting. I'm not sure exactly what it was about. I just remember seeing it on, like uh, it was on like a documentary thing. I've not actually seen the the film. And um, the, the the both the men they're in like a they're in like a manor house or something in front of a fire, and they both strip naked and start wrestling with each other. It's just very odd.
1: Uh, 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 this is a family-friendly podcast, Ian. We don't want to know about male, re- naked male wrestling <laughs> <laughs> movies. Yeah, it's true. It's for the spectacle. Or he wants them to be like warriors or bare-chested warriors yeah, or yeah, bare, stuff like
0: that. Very possible. Maybe he was just checking to make sure that they are identical.
1: That they've got the same nipples. Yeah, exactly. Same <laughs> men nipples. Metal gear nipples.
0: Metal gear nipples. Metal nipple solid. Uh. yeah anyway snake calls the revolution a failure but liquid tells him that he's not done fighting and snake wants to know what he wants now liquid tells him he wants the same thing as big boss a world where warriors are honored during the cold war men like this were valued and desired but in the modern world they aren't needed and are losing their place Liquid tells him that hatred would breed conflict, and that they could expand their influence, but they need balance, and Big Boss knew which balance was best. Snake tells him that he doesn't want that sort of world, but Liquid calls him a liar, and then asks that if he doesn't believe it, why did he come here to the base to undertake the mission? He then claims that Snake enjoys killing his comrades, saying that it's the joy of battle. Snake says he's wrong, but then Liquid tells him it's not his fault, they were created that way. So he moves on to explain a bit more about the project, the L'Enfant Rible project in the 1970s. And Big Boss was chosen for the subject of the experiment because he was at the time the perfect soldier. However, when they've got his DNA, he was already in a coma. Liquid and Snake were created from his cells using analogue cloning and the Super Baby Method. I googled Super Baby Method, I don't know if you did.
1: No, what's the super baby method
0: literally if you google super baby method the first like all the results are metal gear so i think that's just something they made up yeah Yeah. however they define it well liquid defines it as fertilizing an egg and split it into eight clones then transfer the clones to a woman and abort six of the fetuses to encourage growth (laughs) see that doesn't sound that
1: doesn't sound like a thing
0: and Liquid says that this makes them accomplices to murder before even being born. This given the same DNA, however, Liquid got the recessive genes, while Snake got the dominant ones. And he goes to say they aren't the only children, that the genome soldiers are carrying his genetic legacy. They are different, however, they are digital. So the screen then changes to um, some full motion video of people working in a lab. And Lick was talking over it, and he mentions that 60 genetic traits were identified. And I think Naomi, basically, she told us that a long time ago, didn't she? Yeah. And these were transplanted and soldiers, and yeah.
1: So all of the guys as well as you've killed in all up to this point, they're all your brothers. That's what he says as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: He does. Which is a Yeah, I know. it's It's... it's yeah, he says the men were created out of human experimentation, of course, and brothers. And he explains that during the Gulf War, people were experimented on, having the genes implanted in them. This created super soldiers, but also gave them side effects. They explain the side effects via PTSD, or chemical weaponry. Snake then asks if this meant the project was a success, but Liquid says it was a complete failure, and that they are about to be extinct.
1: But he talks as well about how how this was the secret effect of that was something called Gulf War Syndrome. And Gulf War Syndrome was a thing. Yeah. It actually happened during the Gulf War. Just different people with fatigue and headaches and the cognitive dysfunction and that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure what that was caused by. It could be, you know, PTSD. Yeah. Uh, some people were like it could have been exposure to, to nerve agents or uh, whatnot. although in this Metal Gear Solid they're trying to say that Gulf War Syndrome came about because people were uh, injected with this special soldier genes
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then he also talks about the genes having symmetry asymmetry and symmetry and by showing signs of symmetry it kills them off early which I didn't really get to be honest nah And then he talks about the selfish gene theory in families, which I think is an actual theory.
1: The selfish gene theory is the idea of, it's like the idea of blood is thicker than water, you know, that that saying. So, you know, you'll do things for your family and you'll do things for your blood relatives more so than you do for anyone else because effectively it's all to um, promote or to continue on the, the genes, your gene pool. The idea of why does family matter? Blood is thicker than water, that kind of a thing. So it's the idea of if the idea of of life is, or the sole purpose of us, this is getting philosoph- philosophical. Hmm. Is to pass on your genes, yeah, to pass on your parents' genes, and then to mm-hmm. pass it on down along. That's why um, I think he talks about altruism among blood, blood relatives. Blood yeah. relatives looking out for each other is for natural selection. It's the selfish gene theory. So why would you do something for your sister or your brother or your family more so than you'd probably do for a stranger on the street? If we're all human, why aren't we nice to everybody or willing to sacrifice for everybody?
0: However, I would just like to point out that we are nice to everybody. Oh, yes, we're
1: nice to everybody. Yeah. We're not selfish genes.
0: Liquid then says he's going to go beyond his genes and he'll break the curse of the heritage and he will start by killing Snake. Then the screen changes again. And Liquid points to someone behind Snake, and it's Meryl, and she's still alive, and she's on the ground. Liquid calls her stupid, and that she was calling out for Snake, and she's fell in love with a man with no name. And he refutes this in saying that he has a name. Liquid tells him, no, there is no past, no future for them. Which is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, unless he just means the fact that they're living in Big Boss's shadow all the time, and they don't get a chance to live up to his legacy.
1: Well, no one could live up to big boss's legacy
0: that's true well he does say that he is just a copy of big boss and any future isn't theirs it's his okay yeah i should have read that first (laughs) liquid then says it's out of time the pentagon is on its way due to the fact metal gear is destroyed there's nothing to recover and he tells him to call campbell if he doesn't believe him so it takes us to the codex screen where snake asks roy about what the pentagon is doing And Roy says the Secretary of Defense is on his way by AWACS to bomb it. So do you know what AWACS is?
1: Um, Yes, the NATO E3A, or AWACS, is a modified Boeing 707 Mm -hmm. equipped with long-range radar and passive centers capable of detecting air and surface contacts over large distances. Uh, Information collected by AWACS can be transmitted directly from the aircraft to other users on land, at sea, or in the air in near real time.
0: And do you know what the what it, what it stands for, AWACS?
1: Ah, uh, t- no.
0: Airborne Warning and Control System. If you've ever played um, Ace Combat...
1: Oh yeah, I have.
0: Yeah, and every time you get talked to on the missions, you always get talked to by AWACS Control. Or just AWACS, you know, it's always AWACS talking to you. You never see the AWACS. I do remember, I think it was on 4... You did say they're AWACS, the enemy's AWACS. It's funny. You know, two nations fighting each other and both the nations get together and you see they isn't it? Yeah.
1: If you say it very quickly, it sounds like earwax.
0: Earwax, yeah. Does. Earwax. <laughs> Roy also says some fighters have taken off from Galena with B61-13 nukes on it. And do you know anything about the, the nuke?
1: They're surface piercing tactical nuclear bombs so mm-hmm. they can go through the ground and they can pierce a bunker. Yeah, that's was, all I
0: know. Yeah, they were designed in 1963, and they cost $28 million. Per bomb? It's his unit cost, yeah, $28 million. Must be $28 million per bomb.
1: <sighs> what a great use of money.
0: And, well, especially when you consider that there was 3,155 of them made, yeah?
1: War. War. War never changes.
0: War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing.
1: War, war never changes. You know what? That's the, That's the line from.
0: War never changes. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's of a game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a game series. Call of Duty? No, Fallout. Ah. Ron Perlman, I believe, is the guy who says it more. Ah, Hellboy.
0: Yes. The conversation moves on, you know, and Snake tells Campbell to tell the secretary that Metal Gear is destroyed in the call off the bombing run. But Roy tells him that the secretary defence is worried about Naomi's double cross and he's also worried about Fox die, and he's prepared to do whatever to hide the truth. Campbell tells Snake he'll issue an order to delay the strike, and even though he's not in charge, this'll confuse the chain of command. Snake shows some concern for Roy, but he continues saying Foxhound was under investigation before this started, and the only reason Mel was transferred there was to manipulate him. He was forced to cooperate with them in in exchange for his safety, and then tells Snake by cancelling the bombing run it is his way to make it up to him. Suddenly the screen goes off and Snake shouts for the colonel, and May Ling appears for a brief seconds, but before she can explain, someone pops up on the screen, and did you think he looked a lot like Abe Lincoln?
1: Uh, A little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, he totally does, doesn't he? The new guy. Uh, the new guy and, and this new guy says that Roy Campbell has been relieved of duty and he introduces himself as the Secretary of Defence Jim Houseman
1: the house always wins
0: the house always wins it does don't gamble don't do drugs stay in school don't don't launch nukes don't smoke.
1: everything's coming up Mill Houseman Mill Houseman
0: <laughs> <laughs> the snake wants the colonel back on but Houseman says that he's under arrest for leaking top secret information and high treason Snake and Houseman argue a bit, but Houseman tells him that there will not be any evidence left. Snake asks how he'll explain this cover-up, but Houseman says there's a story, and they'll just say that the terrorists set off a nuke. I think then, Snake goes like, ah, smart, doesn't
1: he? Yeah. Or, or he's like, you bastard.
0: Yeah. And then Houseman says that if he hands over the optical disc, he'll consider saving them. And that's That's just rubbish, isn't it? He's never going to try and save them. No. You can guarantee that. However, Snake says he doesn't have it. And Houseman finishes and then calls Snake and Liquid an embarrassment from the 70s. And he signs off saying Snake and Liquid have a lot of catching up to do. So we go back to Liquid and Snake. And Liquid is untying Snake. And then he laughs and says he'll finish this before the airstrike as he walks over towards Merrill. Liquid says that Snake's death will return him to what's rightfully his and then he points to a device next to Meryl and says it's a nuclear module and it will detonate the moment of Meryl's death. But how does that work? Like, is Meryl dying? She can't be dying. I mean, if it detonates, right, that is the moment of her death, isn't it? I mean, it's a nuclear module after all.
1: Yeah, she is not
0: dying. How can she be dying? She's not dying. Exactly. So I don't understand what that's about. Is it just, on a, ti- is it just a timer? Because
1: I think it's just a timer. Because yeah.
0: a clock appears on a screen with a three-minute timer, right? So does it just mean that's a timer and that's going to explode? And when that does explode, that is her death because you know it's a nuclear module. So
1: I think so. Strange. Also, poor Liquid. Someone's done a number on him because he's got loads of problems.
0: Oh, he's got loads of problems. (laughs) Well, he's actually in Metal Gear Five, you know. Is he? Yeah. So there's a mission because obviously you play as. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! (laughs) If anyone hasn't played that one, you play. I have played
1: Metal Gear Five actually. Well, I'm going to spoil it for you. Well,
0: not really. It's only one mission. So you play as Venom Snake. I mean, he's called Venom Snake in the game. It's not a spoiler. And there's a mission where you have to go stop some kids. It's like kid gorilla, kid gorillas basically. But you can't kill any of them, you know, because the kids. As soon as you kill a kid, it's like game over. You kill a child. So no you good ha- youths. Exactly. So you got a youth. Use- yeah, exactly. No good youths. So you, I think you use your um, You have a tranquilizer gun. So you use your tranquilizer gun. But then the boss of the kids is this young blonde British kid called Eli. And this um. young, brawn, British kid, Eli, he is Liquid Snake. So
1: why can't you kill
0: kids? Because, because Big Boss doesn't kill kids. Doesn't yeah, but if they're, if they're bad kids. Yeah, but, you know, it's just because they've been sent down the wrong path. You know, he'll re-educate them and turn them into men who Liquid. will kill for him instead.
1: And Liquid Snake, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the the countdown timer started, three minutes, and we don't get control of it for 30 seconds. Or, so really, it's only two and a half minute timer. Because Liquid explains the rules. And it's a battle to the death. Then he says, don't fall off the end. Because it will kill you even at this height. Because the fact that they're on top of Metal Gear.
1: And they're battling using CQC. Yeah. Close quarters combat.
0: He says, have at you, Snake. And the battle starts. And he's pretty hard to hit. He's got way more moves than we do. You know, he can, like, dodge. He, like, he does this thing where he does, like, a sidestep. To dodge your punch. And then, like counter punches and he, and, he, and he hits really hard it's much harder than solid snake does
1: yeah anyone would think that he got the good genes
0: but once you get his health down a bit he starts to like run at you and body check you doesn't he yeah however eventually you get his health right down and he falls off the edge and snake runs over to Merrill. he unties her and she wakes up but the module's gone you know no one's disarmed it you know snake said himself that he's not a He's not an expert of nuclear arms, you know, himself, during the briefings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's an oversight.
0: Yeah. But she comes around and questions if it's Snake, and she's happy to see him alive. Snake asks if she's okay, but she gets a bit angry. She says that it wasn't too bad, and she didn't give in to the torture, knowing that he was out there, giving her strength to push on. She held on to the hope that she would see Snake again. Then Snake's codex rings, and interrupting them both, and it's Otakon. Snake informs Otacon that they're about to be bombed and they have a small conversation on how to escape about which route you should take the best. Snake asks Otacon what he's going to do and he says he's going to stay there to take care of their escape route as only he can unlock the doors. Snake tells Otacon not to die on him and he asks Snake of the same request. Snake thanks him and tells him that he believes in him. And then we go back to Merrill and Snake and Snake says he needs to escape while Meryl is asking about Otacon. Autocon.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. That's I've written down in
0: my notes. Why does
1: she call him Otacon? Autocon, I know, this whole time. Is he Otacon or is he autocon
0: Yeah, he's definitely got to be Otacon, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, he explained why his name was Otacon.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Autocon. Like, come on.
1: Come on, Merle. God damn it.
0: Can't believe nobody corrected the voice actress for that one.
1: Nah. I mean, again, that's something. That's, that's a bit of an oversight. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, yeah, probably,
0: anyway. probably nobody picked up on that and was like, oh, can you just say that again? You say Otacon and we'll just retro-dub it, retro- it in on something. But anyway, Snake then tells Meryl that Otacon, Otacon, not Otacon, is fighting for them and he doesn't want it to be in vain. Then Snake jumps down Metal Gear to the ground and Meryl follows, but then she just jumps and he catches her. From about 15 feet up, it would it would take him off his feet, surely. Nah, The screen then shakes as the bombing run starts, and they go to escape, but luckily for Snake, well, Meryl says, you'll freeze to death, and he goes, oh, look, my sneaking suit's just over there, that's just really super handy again.
1: Well, there's before that, though, like she says, when he catches her, and and when it shakes, she's like, oh, I must be heavy, because when she drops into his arms, that's when the shaking happens.
0: Ah, oh, I didn't pick up on that, actually. Yeah,
1: and she's like, oh, I must be heavy. And then Snake, because the thing is happening, he's like, oh, it looks like we're not going to have a love scene after all. Uh-huh. And then Meryl's like, oh, it looks that way too bad. It's like, oh, no, they're not going to have their love scene. But you can cut the sexual tension with a knife.
0: Oh, you can. He puts his suit on in super fast record time, doesn't he? And they run over to a doorway. And the Meryl turns round and goes, looking good, Snake. And it's like really Jeez. i mean there's bombs dropping it's... yeah but they've
1: survived they've survived now and they're you know they're, they're together
0: and it'll it'll all be good. that's it they'll be together forever yeah. i mean he's how old is he he's like 32 isn't he at this point is he yeah i think so and she's 18 so that's only 14 years <laughs> well and when you get a bit older 14 years probably not too bad but that's that's quite it's quite a lot I don't know, eighteen, thirty-two. I, I really feel like it's quite a lot. That makes it sound like a club and holiday, of course.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I've seen recently that uh, what's the name of that actress Florence Pugh, who's in Black Widow. She's twenty-five, and she's right. currently dating um Zach Braff, and he's forty-six.
0: Yeah, but that's Zach Braff, he's cool. Yeah,
1: I know. Zach Braff is cool. He, he's my hero now Um but yeah. <laughs> I don't think Merle is 18 in this I think she's probably in her early 20s I don't, know. I don't think there's that much difference but I mean you know if it's 10 or 12 years you know they're both adults
0: well yeah they are both adults I mean she's old enough to be in the army right I just I just thought she was 18
1: I thought she was a bit older I thought she was probably 21 22 I don't know how would we find this out Merle
0: With Google. Meryl Silverberg. Age. When's Metal Gear set again? Oh, she was
1: 18, supposedly, then, in Metal Gear Solid, and 27 by Metal Gear Solid 4.
0: Yeah, 18, so, yeah.
1: Huh? They said in Metal Gear Solid 1 he was 23.
0: No, that can't be right, because he was born in the 70s, right? 76?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, he was 23 in Metal Gear 1, 27 in Metal Gear 2, and... Thirty-three in Metal Gear Solid.
0: Yeah, so that's a yeah. Isn't it's fifteen quite a years? Difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Should Should I put in like a beacon for like some sort of pedo alert? <laughs> Come no. on, she's that adult. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we fade to black, and we move into a garage. Well, we move into a corridor, and we get a ten minute counter. Meryl says, "Come on, let's go," and we have to run. However, that's where we leave it for tonight, for next week, because there's quite a lot of dialogue to cover next week as well.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the game, there's, it's,
0: gameplay is nearly done. There's, there's, probably, there's probably five minutes of actual gameplay left.
1: Yeah, and then the rest of it is dialogue.
0: Dialogue, but um, how? So that last bit, how did you find it? From the control room to this point, did you struggle with any of the bosses? I mean, we had three boss fights, two Metal Gear fights, and the street fight with with Liquid.
1: No, I think I struggled with Metal Gear in later games more than I did in the first one. It yeah. didn't seem very. As long as you were able to avoid it and you used um, chaffs and whatnot, or, or, yeah. and used the Stinger missiles, it was fine. Yeah. Then again, I mean, you know, it's twenty odd years, so I can't really remember playing it the first time. I can remember playing it the first time around, but I can't remember how difficult it was.
0: Hmm. I think I struggled more nowadays than I did back then. I mean back then I, I could I played this game loads. Um You know, I, I had a few few continues and things, but uh. Yeah, I've text, had a good but... few
1: continues. But I mean I think I, I don't think Metal Gear was the hardest boss.
0: No, it wasn't. No. For you, who was your hardest boss?
1: Probably Raven in that freezer room. Yeah. It was just kind of annoying.
0: Yeah. For me, hardest boss was probably. The first time we hit, hit Sniper Wolf, I just couldn't seem to hit her. I just couldn't somehow, but.
1: Yeah, the second time for me it was easy because you just used the missiles to go around <laughs> and shoot her in the back. Well, I didn't uh, Like, like you know. a like, um, real man. Like a real shoot man,
0: him. shoot him in the back. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I suppose we'll leave it there for tonight. Join us next week for the final 10th episode. So have you got the penultimate advice from Mia Ling for us tonight?
1: Yeah, this is a weird one because I'm not entirely sure what. Anyway, she says in China, so she's saying to Snake, in China they say when you're walking through a melon patch, don't adjust your sandals. And what she says, that means that when things get really bad, you have to try to remember what's important. That you have to keep things in the proper perspective. I mean, I can understand what it means about, you know, when things are bad, keep things in. Remember what's important. But but I'm not sure why walking through a melon patch, um, why you wouldn't adjust your sandals. I, I'm not, that's one of the quotes that I don't really understand.
0: No, I'm not really sure what she means by that either. But. It's basically what she said is when things
1: get bad, just remember what's important. Keep things in perspective.
0: That so, sounds like good advice.
1: Yes, Good night.